runga he taki ki raro tēnei te taki katakato, te taki nāwai, he taki nā te pai o Party People. Ko mihi ngā rangi tēnei e taki mihi atu ki a koutou kato. Welcome to Party People, funded through the Public Interest Journalism Fund. Uh, tonight, we're joined by the only MP in living memory who actually deserved a spot on the parliamentary rugby team. Uh, a former captain of the Māori All Blacks, turned captain of industry, turned nat- national MP, turned iwi leader. In fact, this man is the Bay of Plenty's second most influential political mover and shaker after Shane Tipo. Ko waiti nei tangata, ko Paul Quinn, no mai hara mai ihoa. No he kwe. where are you from? Uh, uh, from, uh, well, Ngāti Awa and uh, uh, also Ngāti Makino and... Um, and then back down to uh, Tuhoi. That's all that counts. <laughs> <laughs> Very heavy Tuhoi yeah. on the panel here yes. tonight. Yeah. Uh, well, tēnā it's, a, it's lovely to have you on board um, flying those flags. So, yeah, we were going to start with the polls, but I think we'll just go straight into hitting all the news bulletins for all the wrong reasons is National's newest MP, Sam Uffendale. Um, he, he's admitted to a serious assault when he was 16 against a 13-year-old boy uh, at yeah. school. Uh, he's apologised and he hoped it would be the end of it, but um, party leader Christopher Luxon says, said he wasn't told. It was handled by the senior party uh, MP, Todd McClay, who said it wasn't his job to tell Luxon. I guess, Shane, um, you know, will this, this series of events, uh, you know, hurt the party? Yeah, I think I think it will. Look, I, I believe in redemption. I believe in second chances. Uh, but, you know, that was quite an, a, ser- a serious assault on a young boy. It was a pack assault, and he used the, used the weapon. And I think there's a little bit of privilege in this, you know. Good, uh, good boy school, mum and dad come in, sort it out, and he goes to another another school and just carries on, on with life. I think that's aspect. But the real political story is this. Uh, the National Party have had a litany, basically, of white dudes that have acted inappropriately, have been selected uh, as MPs and then found out. They should have been scrupulous, scrupulous in terms of uh, their, from a forensic perspective and in terms of finding out everything they know about this person who's likely to be an MP for life. And uh, it certainly was McClay's responsibility to do the digging find out of the issues and to form as MP. So look, this is incompetence at at the best, maybe a cover-up. I don't know. I think this story's got a lot of legs. Mm. Um, is there a problem with the vetting process, do you think, Paul? Well, I think the, the starting point with National is that the local people select them. Um, and so what tends to happen is that they call for nominations um, the local branch sets up a selection committee mm. um, and uh, that local branch is actually responsible for making those appointments. Um, now, head office does get involved in terms of what they call makeup, and that relates to how big your, um, your membership is. I suspect that um, in this seat... Um, the, there weren't very many people appointed by head office and, and mm. what they tend to do is that that local selection group have the responsibility for putting up three candidates mm. and uh, it's their job to vet. Um, I, um, 
One, I, I mean, I'm not quite sure where the head offs was involved. Um, the to as part of that vetting process, there seems to be some suggestion in the news through the day that uh, head office did know about this. Um, uh, but I, I, I haven't heard that. I, what I do know is that uh, the selections per se are actually made by the local membership. Mm. And, uh, to, so that you know, the decision comes back in many ways to the local people. Should he have been selected? Do you think? Uh, well, that's not for me to say. What he should have done was it should have been made uh, made aw- everyone should have been made aware of the you know of the track record you know um, because uh, in politics uh, someone will f- if this if there's something underneath the blanket he will find out. <laughs> well, what does it mean for his political ambition? Well, I, I, I think the story has legs. You know, we've just found found out today that he was actually suspended from the second sort of wealthy school. Uh, the apology in itself was interesting. Was you, he suspended or asked to leave? No, no, he's expelled mm. from Kings. Mm. And as I understand it, today it's he's admitted that he was suspended from the former, from his next school, um, St Paul's. I, th- I think the story has got a lot of legs. Whether he survives it, I don't know. But, you know, the, the leader has said that he has faith in him. And once you've said that, you've got to be sure of, of that position. Um, and you, you, the other thing is that uh, there are no statutory limitations on a criminal act. And it doesn't take a victim to lay, to lay um, the charges. So there, there's a lot that could eventuate out of this. Do we believe in retribution? Oh, no, I, I believe in redemption. I do believe in redemption, but, you know, part of the redemption process is to be open and honest about it. And when you're standing mm. for a very important role, Member of Parliament, I think your constituents that are going to elect you have the right to know the detail ar- ar- around this. And, you know, when you admit to tell people, particularly when you are asked a very direct question, what is the biggest regret in your life? And he didn't mention this. He said, oh, being away from Aotearoa, or not Aotearoa, he wouldn't say Aotearoa, but being away from New Zealand uh, too long. He had the opportunity and he should have said his biggest regret, this is what occurred. And then the people of Tauranga would have been able to make an informed decision. You know the National Party um, voters better than most of us. Um, You know, today um, online I've, I've kind of read a bit and it seems women are not very forgiving, you know, for this because... You know, we've all got young boys and we think, you know, do you think it's going to hurt that cohort of the National Party support? Uh, I think that um, that cohort will certainly think about it. Um, And they may not even vote. I suspect that, um, you know, if if there was, um, let's just say, you know, a a group of... um, uh, National Party woman or centre-right inclined woman voters, um, it may be that they don't vote. I, 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 I would be surprised if they, in, in retribution, retribution sort of voted for a centre-left candidate. They may not just choose to vote. Mm. So I think that uh, that's uh, where, uh, it, if it is 
have to have some impact. That's where that's where I see it having impact. Well, let's backtrack a little mm. bit because um, the Can- the Canter One News poll yeah. last night had National Enact forming a government in its latest results, and you know they really should have been going to town on these results uh, all yeah. day, but they haven't been. What do you make of it, Shane? Oh, good news for the centre right, but a lot of it is swapping. You know, they're down four percent, and and you know. Their leader will not be happy with that. Um, he'll be happy on the macro, macro scene that, you know, uh, they on, on these numbers, they could rule by two. Uh, still all within the margin of, of error. Uh, the, pri- the Prime Minister and the Labour Party will be deeply concerned because the trend lines are there and they're, they're getting deeper and deeper. Nonetheless, they are. They can form a government yeah. based on this poll result. What are they doing right? Um, well, I think that um, people uh, are cons- I mean, you've got to... You know, cost of living crisis. You've got a health crisis. You've got a crime crisis. I mean, there's just crises all over the place. And with all due respects, they're not being handled at all well. Uh, you've only got to take uh, crime in Auckland. Every every day, every morning, there's another you know car smash. There's ki- kids 12, 13. You know, there's an education crisis. You know, 40 percent, 40 percent of kids reacting are not, to those. To they're not going to school. Yeah. You know. Um, so I think that basically there are crises and, and people are thinking they're not being well ha- handled at all well. Just to cover the rest of that yeah. poll, uh, scenes, you know, the ACT Party's on 11%, they'll be happy with that. What are they doing right? Oh, they, oh, they've got a, whether you agree with them or not, they've got a very clear, consistent message. Uh, they are probably the benefactor of the fact that National's gone down 4%, swapping between the left and the right. Um, so that's that's what they're doing right. Clear, consistent message, and uh, and they're sticking to their nutting. Mm. And, you know, the, the smaller parties like Hannah Tamaki's Vision New Zealand, the New Conservatives uh, top, I think, they're all on one. They're all talking about um, making a party together. Do you think they could hold it together? That'll be a rebirth of alliance. They'll, you know, they may well come together and stand for one election, uh, but in the end, they'll all blow up, you know, because <laughs> you they, have you no know, faith. they'll all want to be the boss. <laughs> yeah. You know, and... Um, uh, and eventually, uh, you know, they, they they could put a facade on for one election round. Yeah. Um, but it'll blow up if, they, it, if it ever did. They say um, a day in politics is a long time, yeah. so weeks a really long time. Yeah. But I want to talk about the other poll, the Roy Morgan poll, yeah. which actually with the Māori Party had them up at 4%. And, you know, they could have formed a, a three-way coalition and, um, you know, formed a, a government there. So mm. the Māori Party, what are they doing right? That's a fascinating That's a fan, fascinating result because what that show that result... Um, shows that uh, they've got traction not on not just amongst Māori against pa- uh, uh, amongst Pākehā. And remember, the Roy, Ma- Roy Morgan poll was the most accurate poll at the last election. I just think that um, that uh, uh, Rawiri particularly has got a high profile. Again, consistent message. He's um, he's seen as a bit of a, a bit of a rebel, and people like rebels. So I, I think that's what they're doing right. Uh, whether they can hold that line, mm. I'm not sure. Just before we move on, I just want to talk about preferred PM because Jacinda Ardern has dropped to 30%. Christopher Luxon on 22. David Seymour on 5. Winston mm. finds 2. Mm. <laughs> um, what do you both make of those results? Uh, there, I think there's more, should be, well, more concern for uh, the Prime Minister. I mean, the simple reality is if you go back through history, um, the leader of the opposition is always behind the Prime Minister 
immediate, you know, two or three months after an election, if they change, they swap around. Mm. And the prime, you know, you, there's always an uplift once you become prime minister, regardless. Um, and so, you know, and a leader of opposition or is, you know, floats between 20 and 30 percent. They never get much above that until they become prime minister. Mm. And I think the real. Uh, the real concern would be for the Prime Minister in, in the terms of the trend that's drifting backwards. Yeah. Is it too much inter- international news and not enough national news? No, I just think that I, I think that the issues around uh, how tough the economy is, etc., uh, is having an impact on the Prime Minister. But uh, the numbers for the uh, leader of the opposition will be concerning because they're going backwards. And yeah. we've seen, we saw the uh, abortionist Tanamot. To, uh, to murder, we saw him dumping on uh, New-, New Zealand Inc. in the UK, and the lack of agility to sort of reposition himself. Uh, when the government is doing it so tough, and your personal numbers and your party numbers are going backwards, that's got to be some. That's got to be of concern. Mm. I want to talk about um, the new policy. The National Party conferences uh, took place at the weekend, obviously, and Christopher Luxon and Louise Upston delivered a new policy which promises to end, as they said, free rides for young people or young beneficiaries. The policy promises to give unemployed uh, young people coaches some financial planning, um, a thousand bucks, I think it is, and pathways into employment. But I wonder, Paul, is it any different to what we have now with mana and mahi? Uh well, the National Party policy um, is focused differently in that the mana, mana and mahi is, um, I mean, it's not working. The job seeker is, continues to go up. It's supposed to be aimed at job seeker. And, 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 and also it's not dealing with people that have been on, a, um, on the job seeker for over a year. I think these, the numbers are something like 1,900 who may have been on the job seek. I think it's had 5,000 through mm. Mana Mahi so far. Yeah, but uh, but the job seeker numbers are continuing to rise, mm. and 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 so it's not actually addressing the long term problem. And so, and partly it's because of the lack of mentoring. You know, these people the people deal with officials, mm. and the aim of this program is to actually. Uh, establish um, tutors and um, uh, sponsors in the private sector, as and that you know that's a critical change in that program. Do you back it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's you know, I've I, I've I've seen experience like in fact there was a program on TV last night uh, with a group in Hawkes Bay of Top Line. Mm. I don't know whether you saw yeah. it. Uh, you know, that's the sort of thing that this program is trying to establish. Uh, NZMA uh, have various courses. They, they are dealing with troubled youth, mm. uh, but giving them a range of introductories through various courses, but with, uh, you know, a, a specific um, tutor and, mm. and, and, and guidance counsellor as part of that process. And that's where the, uh, the current systems tend to fail down. You know, you've got, it's, it's really creating trust between the, these youth and, and the, and the counsellor. Yeah. It, it's similar to mana mahi and the difference, I guess, is you get a coach on the side and mana mahi you get put into a, a business. Oh, no, the biggest difference, of course, is sanctions. 
Yeah. That, that I was going if, to talk about if the you next, don't, yeah. uh, Sorry, if you don't engage, they'll take yeah. you off the benefit. Hey, look, I think there are a lot of delivery areas um, that Labor needs to really be, be held to account. Employment is not one of them. We've got some of the lowest em- employment numbers, uh, lowest employment numbers ever. We've got uh, some of the highest participatory rates in terms of Māori employment in 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 terms of full-time work. So I think the stats are pretty good. And we've had 5,000 engagements through through, through Mana and Māori. I agree with all of that, that coaching is important, that one-on-one mentoring is important. But when you go back to the future and you bring sanctions in, what that what that does is that alienates people. Yeah, I mean, is it a good idea to be, introduce sanctions for young people, you know, to post-COVID, two years post-COVID? Um. Well, I think that, you know, where there's a hand up, there has to be consequences and responsibilities. Um, And that's part of the issue is teaching people that, you know, in in getting these assistance, um, it it comes with responsibilities and they may be small at the start of the process because the sort of people you're dealing with um, you know, I may well be dealing, for instance, particularly with mental health issues. Um, and so one needs to um, be care, caring and considerate. But at the same time, one Is that has caring to and considerate, though, when you've got, you know, you've got a... a You've got young people who are suffering anxiety, probably yes. more anxiety than ever before post COVID, because yes. the whole country feels anxious. Yes. And then you're, um, you know, threatening to take away yeah. their, their, yeah, their benefits. Yeah, but don't forget you've got a coach there that is going to work with you through some of these issues mm-hmm. and and give you um, and point you uh, in directions where you can get support as part of that process. That's why a coach is, is critical to the whole program. How important are coaches that look like you and reflect you? Though? Oh, important, but look, there's a bigger issue here. It's our rangatai haven't had a free ride. You know, they're, they're, the, they're the ones that are disengaged. Um, it's folks like me that have had the free ride. You know, I, I own a rental home. I don't pay free any education. tax. education? You've I don't had pay, free education? Yeah, I went to university for free. Got a decent uh, house. I'm not, that far off, I'm not that far off superannuation. I a rental home. I don't pay any tax on on my on my on my um, capital gain. Uh, under national, I'm going to get another eighteen thousand dollar. Well, not quite eighteen, sixteen thousand dollar tax cut. And for each of my each of my rental homes, I'm going to get four thousand bucks in Has my Shane back pocket. It's it's Shane not the rangatahi that I have in the free. In terms of free rides. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, um, I. Yeah, I don't think so. But if he if he thinks he gets a free ride, then 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 be generous and donate it donate it to the church or Salvation Army. Let's talk about tax because the deputy leader uh, Nicola Willis promises to scrap all the taxes uh, introduced by Labor, including the Auckland Regional uh, mm-hmm. Fuel Tax, thirty nine percent top. Uh, tax rate and the proposed extension to the Brightline test, and they said they'll do that without, um, you know, eating into the education or the health mm. dollar. Do the numbers add up? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean the the um, uh, levy where, where on will the, it come from? the levy on the um, uh, local eleven cents or something. Yeah. I mean it's it, it, not much, most of it's uh, sitting in the bank. They're not they're not even spending it. So why am I, you know, why should I be paying 11 cents a litre for petrol that's going into into the bank, Auckland City Council Bank, and it's not even being spent? What are your thoughts on the tax uh, announcement? 
Well, of course they don't add up. And it's just basic basic economics, eh? If you, lim- if, if you have a drawdown on your income, you're able to spend less. And also, do you remember there was a, there was a sort of a debate or a misunderstanding between the leader and, and, and the deputy leader, the Minister of, of, of Finance, in terms of uh, whether, whether or not um, health and education will be inflation-adjusted. So, mm. you know, it was, uh, you know th- there's an old saying, eh? Show us the money. Give us the details in terms of how you're going to reduce income and keep expenditure going. Um, the National Party has we a new president. We won't pres- be sending it overseas to the dead people. The new president for the National Party, um, and her name is Sylvia Woods. Yeah. Uh, she told the party that the election, vi- election victory was possible with a united and disciplined caucus, uh, sufficient funds and a great campaign leadership and uh, ground game. What does she bring to the party? Uh, leadership. Um, I think she brings a much more engaging um, and and, um, sympathetic and emotional uh, interpersonal skills, which I think are um, very important. Mm. Um, And she brings uh, excellent knowledge, uh, you know, around the, um, dare I say it, you know, um, (laughs) picking good candidates. And so hopefully going forward, uh, you know, the systems will be, uh, made to uh, think, but I think uh, the the main uh, skill set that she brings will be the organisation uh, and interpersonal skills and communication. Mm. She also said that um, the National Party is going to look to stand in the Māori seats and yeah. they're definitely going to stand a candidate in Tāmaki Makaurau, which is currently held by Pini Hinari. Uh, who do you think they'll stand? I don't know, I thought it might be Paul, but he said he, no. He's already told yeah, us he, it's not he, him. Yeah, he said it's not Any idea, Paul? Yeah. Uh, no, no, but I well, I, I don't know uh, who the final candidate will be, but mm. but but there have been a number of, mm. of um, uh, high quality candidates express uh, express much interest yeah. in all the seats. In uh, Tamaki Makata. Yeah. Well, if they want, they're probably showing interest in Tamaki Makata because they'll they'll want a pathway through the list because they ain't going to get in Tamaki Makata. I can tell you that now. Were you standing? <laughs> Pardon? No, politics is a mo- no, no. I, I observe, I comment. The National Party's kind of flip-flopped on the Māori seats, eh? Because Judith Collins mm. told us there were going to be great candidates uh, for the Māori seats, and then none stood. Um, prior to, uh, before, formerly, Don Brash has uh, argued that they should all just be removed. Does this indicate, or does this, um, yeah, indicate a change for the National Party's relationship with Māori? Do you think? Well, uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, in my view. Uh, the National Party has actually done more for Māori than Labour. And I, I go back to, uh, so, so, um, you know, to the 1940s with Apirangata. Mm. I come through uh, with Jim Bolger um, doing that first uh, settlement in, in terms of uh, um, Tainui and then again um, with Doug Graham in terms of uh, Ngaitahu. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bring through Chris Finlayson, and in my view... Uh, National Party has all has been way ahead of uh, Labour in what it, in the outputs it has delivered to Māori. So, so you know, given that, because we've talked about that a lot in here, the um, mm. you know what National has done in terms of the treaty se- settlement process, mm. but now you know the 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 kind of anti co governance and is that mm. a, off the brand? Oh well, well, I, 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 they're, they're different things. Mm. Um, you know, I mean. 
putting legislation in place to utilise Māori land, such as the 438 Trust or Part 24 scheme, as, as uh, Apirau and Arthur did, uh, is, is, is not the same thing as co-governance. It's providing tools to enable one to utilise one's own assets in a way that um, would would um, facilitate that process. The Waikato River Trust, that's got to be co-governance. Yeah, well, and also, they sack NATA, national sack NATA. So that's a sort of just a historical fact. No, no, but if you have a look at the three major uh, settlements, the, a core component of that was co-governance. Mm. Te Uruwera, uh, the Waikato River Trust, and the waterways of, of Naitahu. So they were a key component of, of that. And uh, But I, I do want to say that I think that there probably is a evening of balance because certainly things went skewer under Judith Collins. And I think that uh, that um, Luxon is, is trying to drag them a bit uh, more to the centre on, on terms of Māori issues. Do you think they'll find some candidates for the other Māori seats? Or, or do you think they'll get one in Tāmaki? Well, no, I've got, I, think they, I think they will. You know, I think people will be interested, but I think they'll mainly be, if they're very keen on getting into Parliament, they'll probably use that as a pathway to the list because, you know, there's probably going to be, you know, at least 10 to 15 more list MPs at the next election, whether they win, lose or draw. Mm. And so, you know, there will be a pathway. I haven't had a lot of, a lot of, uh, heard a lot of kōrero about names, but I'm, I'm not in that circle. Um so one of the things I have heard from the National Party is that it's about the party vote this time yeah. around. And so standing, because, uh, you know, sometimes the National Party gets about 10% in mm. the Māori seats. So perhaps uh, standing yeah. candidates is going to raise the profile in those seats. Would that yep. be a tactic? Uh, absolutely. I think that's, um, that, that's one of the reasons for doing it is because, by st- you know, standing a candidate... Uh, ultimately, it's it's whoever gets the most party vote votes mm. uh, w- wins the election, and uh, part of the strategy is is to make sure that there's there's someone standing in every electorate, including the Māori seats. Are, are those party votes in the Māori seats underestimated? I think they are. I think they are underestimated, and also they do fluctuate. And you, you're quite right, Paul, that if you do attend Hui you will get a greater level of respect and you will probably get more votes if, if you don't have a candidate. And the other thing is that you get less funding if, you, if, you, if you're not standing in all the seats. I, I just think it's a wise move from, um, from the uh, National Party and uh, let's see if they get a high calibre, whatever that means, of Māori candidates. It's going to be an interesting, mm. actually, 12 hours overnight, yeah. <laughs> if not 24 hours. Do you think uh, National will stay intact? Sorry, yeah. with the with the Tauranga candidate, do you think he'll stay? I I have no reason to believe otherwise. Um, Chris uh, Luxton Luxon was um, I think on the radio confirming that Support. he's he's staying. Yeah. yeah. Your thoughts? Uh, well, he said that he uh, bashed one kid uh, with three others. He's um, uh, he also today he said that he was a bully and there are other people out there that he hurts. If more stories come out, I think it will undermine him. Uh, I think that his tenureship in terms of being the Member of Parliament of Tauranga could be a short one. I think this story has legs. It's been um, wonderful having you, Paul, yeah. um, joining party people. What are you looking for? What should we be looking out for in politics this week? Um, well, I think that uh, clearly the uh, issue around uh, the Tauranga MP is, um, you know, uh, see where that goes. I'm not quite sure. That, it's up there. Uh, 
well, I don't think. Um, I, I, I think Shane is hoping that it'll have grand legs. I'm not quite sure that it'll be. Well, as, that's politics, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's, it'll be like he, he says. Um, I think um, a couple of press conferences today. Um, uh, National are hopeful that uh, they will have put to bed uh, anything by fronting up, because that's the only way to deal with it. You've got to mm. front up, and he's done that. Um, so, um, but I, and then we've turned to the real issues of the crises, the the, the proliferation of crises that follow us. You know, the, yeah. the, we're currently in. Will our um, defence minister get home? Oh, I, yeah, I think he'll get home, and I think he's bringing the Under Secretary of Defence or something with him. Uh, big uh, day in Parliament tomorrow: the repeal of, uh, finally, the repeal of the three strikes laws. Uh, three strikes laws will be gone, as will Coach Foster. Do you think? Hey, we've got a we've we've got a um, I, for, yep, former Maori. Exactly. Yes, let do you we think ask, you'll survive? Uh, we were going to ask this at the very beginning around the um, All Blacks because you're the only one who's qualified yes, to make that's a true. decision. How are we going to go next in the next game? Well, I think we've got a few more problems than mm. just the coach. And yeah. um, I think that starts with uh, some critical selections mm. uh, for, for Saturday. Um, I think that um, personally, um, I think that uh, Sam Kane might be best sitting in the grandstand. Um, yeah. and, uh, but unfortunately, the... You know, there's not that much extra choice. No. You know, I mean, they've got brutal. they've probably got the best players in New Zealand That's at the right. moment. It's, it's brutal. It's brutal. brutal. And you heard it here on the on Party People. Um, don't forget to watch us on uh, via RNZ's YouTube account, Facebook pages, and Apple Podcasts. Tēnā rawa tu kōrua, nohoro maira. Kia ora mihi. 